Welcome to the Debbie IDP Grind. I am your host, Daryl Winstead, and thanks for joining me on this fine Wednesday afternoon. Um, we have got all kinds of football going on this week. We had Tuesday Night Mac last week. We've got some games tonight. Um, we have... Um, we have Central Michigan and Western Michigan, Northern Illinois and Kent State. Uh, so be, both of those are starting here in a few minutes at 7. So hopefully hopefully, if you have any of those players on your rosters, you have already got those plugged in. And there's some good ones to be had there. Um, we saw um, Ball State and Akron last night. Ball State winning 31-25. Miami uh, beating Ohio. Uh, 35-33, and Eastern Michigan 52-49 over Toledo. I had some interest in those games last night for my fantasy teams, in particular a couple of defensive players that I have been starting um, in some of my leagues um, and was really excited to see them performs super well, and it's a couple players that I have told you about in the past. Um, both of them are safeties. The first one is Bryce Cosby, the senior safety from Ball State. Uh, 21 points last night, fantasy points. Uh, 10 tackles, seven of them solo with two stuffs. Uh, he just played extremely well for Ball State. And then the other one, is one, if you remember a few weeks ago, I told you about um, players you you want on your IDP teams that are youngsters and that you can have some control of for a while. Max and Hook for Toledo. Six ta or seven tackles, six of them solo and stuff. He scored 21 points. So if you follow along in the Debbie IDP Grind League, uh, both of them had 21. Both of them were starters for me. So I jumped out to a 42 to nothing lead right out the gate. And you don't always get that when you start early or start players in the early games like that. But if you know what you're looking for, you know what you're getting, then there is some major big points to be had out there. Um, and we're, we'll look at some of the things. I'm kind of looking at my DVIDP ground league here. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the offense, but defensively, and you, if you followed some of my work and some of these podcasts, you're going to know, you're going to hear these names. So right now in this league, I'm starting Felix Anadike, uh, the defensive end from Kansas State, who is a sophomore. Um, he's been doing really well. I picked up this kid this week, Jordan Ferguson. Some bye weeks hit me, so I needed – I needed somebody there, picked him up. Uh, he's the defensive end from Middle Tennessee, um, which is is pretty – I mean, he's a, he's a good player. He is ranked uh, tied for 14th with six and a half sacks on the season. I was talking about Felix Aduque. He leads the country right now with 10 sacks. Um, now – I will say, we'll get to him here in a minute. Um, I'm also starting Kevin Atkins, the senior defensive tackle from Fresno State. Um, 
he's been a good piece for them. Um, my other D tackle, and here's one that you've heard a lot of, Tristan Nichols from Nevada, the senior defensive tackle. Loving him, been putting up some huge points. He is second in the country in sacks at nine and a half. So chasing those sacks and getting the, or not really chasing the sacks, but I'm getting the sacks. And some of these players have pretty good tackle numbers despite playing on the defensive line. Um, going on down, I'm starting Dom Peterson, the other Nevada defensive lineman. Uh, has some NFL potential coming his way. Uh, him and Nichols will both be playing San Jose State. I don't typically like to put too many eggs in the same basket like that. And, and Peterson may be something – he may be someone I – switch out later um i've got time to check that out but as for now he's in the starting lineup uh we're going to linebackers i'm going to go to Kayvon bennett the junior linebacker from arkansas state um you know he had some issues at tennessee got dismissed from the team uh so he is doing good out there he transferred so he's doing good for arkansas state um, let's see here, uh, continuing on, I'm going to start Drake Thomas, linebacker for North Carolina State, a sophomore, um, has been doing really, really well. He is somebody that I have picked up recently, um, and added to some of my teams, you know, this late in the season, I'm kind of looking for players that are not only going to help me for that championship run, but I'm kind of looking for a few pieces or players or pieces that I can add to my team that is young and still going to be out there. And now you're looking at Drake Thomas. He's a, he's a, a sophomore of course, the COVID year didn't count last year, so he, he's still got two more years possible eligibility left um, if he chooses to stay. But four sacks, nine and a half last year in the COVID season, and he's already got six and a half this year. So he's, or, I'm sorry, tackles for loss. So he's already got 20 career tackle for losses. Um, his sack numbers have went up two and a half, three. He's got four this year with four or five games left to play. Um so he is sitting, I mean, he's already broke his career high in tackles with 68, solos 32. So he is just, and he's already got two picks, which is a career high. So he is doing it all right now. Um, he is currently sixth in the um, ACC in tackles with 68, sixth in assist with 36. Uh, he's 10th in the ACC in sacks with four and his fifth with two interceptions. So he's a really versatile back that's doing our linebacker that's doing it all. Six foot, 238, a little bit on the small side, but that's okay. Um, for what he's doing now on the campus side is where I want him at. And that is huge for me. So, um, that's somebody that I've picked up. Uh, I'm starting Will McDonald the fourth, the uh, outside linebacker, defensive lineman or defensive end for Iowa State. 
I mean, he's had such a great season as well. Um, not like some thought after last year, uh, but he's really not far off. You know, he's this is his junior year. Um, you know, he had one sack as a freshman, six sacks as a redshirt. For you know, he come out and uh, got that redshirt tag, six sacks. Then last year, he had ten and a half as a sophomore, which really put him on the map. Um, Thirteen tackles for loss, but this year he's already got he's got seven and a half, but he's still got another four games to go. So I think he's doing really well. I think this year is going to be better than it was a year ago because he's already got three forced fumbles, which is a career high. Um, the tackle numbers are down a little bit, but the pass rush numbers and uh, the forced turnovers are there. Um, so I, I think he's going to be a quality at 6'4", 245. He's going to have to beef up a little bit if he plays in. Now, if they leave him down there as a, as a edge rusher, outside linebacker, I, I think he's okay in that weight. Maybe add a little bit of weight, but um, nothing that he can't handle. Um, he's seventh in the Big Twelve with tackles for loss with eight. Um, he's fifth, in, second in the Big Twelve, seventh in the country in sacks with seven and a half. Uh, and he's second in the Big 12 with forced fumbles with three. So that's some guys I have there. Uh, continuing on with my linebacker group, Grant Morgan of Arkansas. He's just a tackle machine. I'm getting him in there. Um, he's just been racking up tackles after tackles for me this season. Um Which, which is what you want. You know, that's that's what you're looking at uh, for your fantasy teams. Um, trolling on down here, I've got Dennis Barnes, uh, UTEP, uh, as one of my corners. Um, you know, you don't always go to these big-name schools, big-name conferences to get your – to get your um, – oh, excuse me, to get your uh, your stud players for your IDP teams because these lower group of five and these mid-major conferences, there is a lot of good players to be had in here. And Dennis Barnes is one of those players for UTEP. Um, 37 tackles. Uh, 24 of those have been solo, um, four and a half for a loss, one sack, two interceptions, uh, a forced fumble, and a pass deflection. So he's making plays all over the field. Definitely one that I have added in a lot of my IDP, Devi, and Campus to Canton teams. Uh, I just I, I like the value there. You could pick him up really cheap. And he's going to give you huge production on the back end. Um, we are, you know, another one is Jalen Foster. This kid is in the SEC, uh, plays for South Carolina. Um, really good player for them, probably one of their best players. 
as he is having a career year. Um, career high, 66 tackles, 43 solos, four TFLs, two sacks, five interceptions, pass deflection, two forced fumbles. He is literally doing it all, doing it all for South Carolina, who's a pretty bad team. Um, he's second or fifth in the SEC in tackles with 66, second in the SEC in solos with 43. He leads the SEC and leads the country in interceptions with five, and he's second with two forced fumbles in the SEC. There's not much he can't do for your not only for South Carolina, but for also for your fantasy teams. That's what you want. You want players that are going to field the box score on a weekly basis. Um, we all know about the COVID shortened season last year. He played eight games. This year, he's played eight games. So we'll compare those two real quickly. Same amount of games played. Um, 66 tackles this year, 43 last year. 43 solos this year, 25 last year. Um, four TFLs versus two last year, two sacks versus none, five interceptions versus none, two forced fumbles versus none, one pass deflection versus none. So you can tell he has already stepped his game up. Um, 5'10", 195, a little, a little bit on the smaller side, but we've seen smaller players, defensive backs and safeties be able to make it in the league. So – um, I don't know if he'll come out this year. It just remains to be seen. Well, yeah, he'll have to come out because he's a senior. So he will be a player that's – I was thinking he was a junior, but he is a senior. He was a senior last year, so he took his extra year of eligibility. It's paid off in a huge way for him. Hopefully he can parlay that into something in the NFL. It'll be curious to see what they do with his um, – size and how he tests and everything, but uh, a really good player um, that if you play in your campus to Canton teams, he's a player. If you've got him now, you're going to have him in the NFL and let, on your Canton teams unless you do some, you know, trading or drop him or something of that nature. Um, we talked about Bryce Cosby a minute ago. Uh, I just love this kid. He is just so good. Um for them. And he's been, I picked him up three, four games into the season and he's been a wrecking ball for me. Um, you know, career high in uh, tackles for a loss, career high in sacks, seven and four. Um, he's getting the tackle numbers. I mean, he's deflecting passes, having an all around season. Uh, it, it's, it's just kind of hard to beat. Uh, those top players that can fill the box score fourth, uh, fourth in the MAC this year in solos with 41, uh, eighth in the MAC in total tackles with 63, eighth in the MAC in sacks, a defensive back with sacks four, uh, uh, you know, and it just on and on and on, and he can do it all. You know, he could rush the passer. Clearly, they're featuring that a little bit this year from the safety. Uh, so they're showing that he can come down in the box blitz and do all those good things. But they're also showing his coverage abilities because he has nine career interceptions. 
two as a freshman, two as a sophomore, two as a junior, two as a senior, and he already has one as a super senior and still has another four, five if they go to a bowl game or something, games left. So, uh, you know, he, he really does it all. I mean, you hear me talk about impact numbers a lot, and he's an impact player when it comes to those things. Career numbers, 18 TFLs, five sacks, nine interceptions, 15 pass deflections, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. Those are generally your major scoring plays, and he just fills the box score each week. So um, got him in the starting lineup this week, and they are playing – well, they played last night. Like I said, got me 21 points. So did my next player, Max and Hook. Um He's kind of repeating myself. He's the youngster that I was telling you about that I picked up. Was um, had twenty one points as well. Was a freshman last year. Uh, only played two games. That's all Toledo played. So for they opted out that season. Hey, didn't count. He's back this year as a freshman. He's. Played in all eight games, already got 60 tackles. So he's averaging seven, seven and a half tackles a game, 22 solos, two and a half for a loss, a sack, uh, two pass deflections, a fumble recovery. He is a big impact player. And I talked about on talked about him um, on uh, back on uh, October 26th. He was one of my Devi IDP Devi start market pickups for you. So I can't watch everybody. I can't see everybody, but I got tuned in to him late. Started checking out some of his numbers, started watching some of his play, and I thought, man, I've got to get this kid on my fantasy teams. A freshman, he's going to have up to three more years left. Sophomore, junior, senior. So he could play three, and that's if something don't happen and he gets a medical red shirt or something like that. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt, but that type of control – is exactly what I'm looking for. You know, you're going to have your Micah Parsons and you're going to have your Nick Bosa's and you're going to have those studs on your team, your Kayvon Thibodeau's this year. You know for a fact these players are going to the NFL. They're going to be high picks. They're going to be impact players for your Canton side, but you can't always go with the senior-laden team and deplete your campus side. So I like to look for these guys that are very young. Now, Max and Hook, is he going to be an NFL-caliber player? It's kind of hard to say. I mean, he's six foot two ten, so he's got some size to him. Early on, yeah, if he can continue to trend up from where he is now on the numbers that he's producing, then sure, I, th I think he can be um, – I very much think he can be, but right now I'm focusing on him being a huge piece for my campus teams. And then, you know, once we get into junior and senior seasons, then I can start the evaluation process and say, okay, he's not going to help me in the NFL or Canton side, or yes, he is. What do I need to do? Or, or is he going to be an IDP daddy only or campus to Canton uh, piece? So, you have to kind of look at these things and see where they're going. And then next, I've got 
Xavier Henderson, who plays for um, Michigan State Wolverines, um, having a career season. Uh, he's probably he may have another year left because of the coat. He's a senior, so he could theoretically come back another season next year if he wanted to. Um, his sophomore season in 2019 was really his big year. 83 tackles, played all 13 games, 83 tackles, two for a loss, two picks, five pass deflections. Um, but this year he really has stepped up his game, and I think he's got himself – on NFL radars at the very least. Um, he's got, what, five, six games left, maybe more because they're, they're right now they're in the the BCS championship playoffs So at number three. So, you know, that's, that's huge. But he's got 67 tackles, 41 solos, eight for a loss, two sacks, one interception, two pass deflections, a forced fumble, um, He's really just been carrying that back end of that defense, that secondary. He's been all over the place for them this season. Uh, fourth in the Big Ten in solos with 41. Sixth in the Big Ten in total tackles, 67. And is ninth in the Big Ten in tackles for a loss for eight. So he is doing, you know, a little bit of everything for this mighty, mighty Spartans. Um Trying to look at some players. Um, C.J. Brewer, I've been kind of down on, but I think he's got NFL talent. Uh, I think he's he's not quite had the season, I feel like, this year that he had last year. And another one is D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky. I think those two are kind of down from what they were last year. But I'm holding on to them because they got NFL talent, NFL caliber play. Uh and it's not going to be easy to block them and double-team them like it is in college and take them out because there's going to be other players that are just as good as they are around them and make them better. Um, Tyler Davis, kind of in that same category, but I'll be honest, I've, I've, I've been cutting Davis in a lot of leagues. I mean, it's just he plays for that championship um, Clemson Tigers teams for the past few years, they're, they're struggling mightily this year, but uh, only played four games this year, only 12 tackles, no impact plays, um, and really his freshman year was it. You know, he was 45 tackles, 10 and a half for loss, six sacks, or six and a half sacks, excuse me. Then last year in the COVID season, only 14 tackles, five for a loss, two sacks. And then this year it's, it's even worse. So he's a player. Yeah, he's got the size, 6'2", 300. He's that big defensive tackle. Um, I, I just think now, I mean, he can come back next year, maybe two years uh, with the COVID year. So I think he does come back to Clemson. I don't know what his grade will be, but I would like to see him come back and see if he could put it together another year. 
because uh, with what he's got going on this year, it's just, in my opinion, is not eye-popping enough to catch the scouts' eyes. Um, kind of moving along here, looking at my same team, um, just kind of going over what I see. You know, I've got Christopher Allen, the linebacker from Bama. He's hurt, so he's been on my bench. Uh, Nick Henrich, um, linebacker from uh, Nebraska. Mentioned this kid in some of my uh, IDP Debbie stock market um, pieces. I, I really like this kid. He's a freshman, redshirt freshman. Um you know, last year didn't count, so it didn't have a tip, a really big impact last year, but this year, man, he has come on. Nine games, 79 tackles, so he's averaging almost nine tackles a game, three and a half for a loss, has a half a sack. Um, I think he could be a really good piece uh, for Nebraska, and he's huge, 6'4", 225. Would like to see him fill out some more, put some more weight on, you know, get up in that uh, 235, 238 range with that 6'4 frame and see what he can do. Uh, they got him playing inside linebacker. And with that, see, with the added weight, as young as he is, is there a chance that, that he – switches to an edge or becomes that outside linebacker rusher. You know, so it, it, young guys, they always moving around. They're always adding weight, you know, getting him in the weight room, getting build up, see what he can do. But as a linebacker right now, inside guy, loving him. Another nice young piece. Um, Nate Landman for Colorado. Um, I have always liked Nate Lamon for Colorado. I thought he was a – he is. Injuries kind of got him a little bit. Um, you know, last year kind of hurt his season. He's not quite fully bounced back uh, this season. You know, he's 2018-2019. Uh, he had a combined 217 tackles. 23 TFLs, six tackles, three interceptions, six pass breakups with some other numbers, and that's what put him on the map. Uh, then last year, it just didn't quite, in that COVID season, it just didn't quite pan out. Uh, you know, of course, everybody's numbers down. Everything was jacked up. But this year, I expected a bigger bounce back from him. Uh, he will be... Uh, moving on. He's a super senior. Um, he's doing okay. Um, as far as tackles go, he's averaging nine a game. So he's got 63 and seven games, six TFLs, but no other really, no sacks, no picks. Does have four pass deflections, which is a career best or ties a career best for him. Has another forced fumble. Um, I don't know if he's getting overshadowed, but I do like this man. I think at 6'3", 235, he's got the size, he's got the speed. You know, even if he's a tick off right now this year, I'm keeping him because he's going into the draft. He's going to get drafted and could be a 
a day he's going to be a day three guy. I think he could possibly sneak into the back of day two into that third round, uh, depending on what teams do. Just my opinion, and I, and I don't don't take that for for uh, the truth because I'm no evaluator, but just telling you what I see and where he could go. I, I think third round is his ceiling, if you will, uh, at, at this point. But, yeah, I like him. I mean, he's a uh, super talented man. I mean, just uh, he's second in the Pac-12 right now with 45 solos, 17th overall in NCAA history with 244, and this is since 2005. Uh, total tackles, he's fifth in the Pac-12 with 63, 11th in career, 11th in Pac-12 history with 347 tackles. So you can see he's a – He's a go-getter, uh, 17th in uh, Pac-12 history with 42 TFLs. Just somebody that I'm I'm stashing on some of my benches. You know, like I said, hasn't quite got off to the right – to what I expected, full impact. But it's there, and he's still got, you know, another four or five games to play. Uh, Hayes Maples is a Debbie-only piece. Uh, the linebacker from Southern Miss, and he's, I don't know what happened. He's a sophomore. Last year as a freshman, he was rocking and rolling, huge tackle getter, and this year it's just not been there. So the numbers are not there. So, um, But I'm not giving up on him for my Debbie teams because he, he's a, he can be a monster there with those tackle numbers. So I'm holding him. Jawan Mitchell transferred from Texas to Tennessee. Thought he was going to be the guy. He's been battling injuries. He's a senior. Um, I think I'm probably going to move on from him at some point here in the next few weeks if I can maybe move on from him and pick up a young guy, uh, you know, another youngster to get help my campus to Canton um, sides and get those fixed out. Um Derek Wingo is one I've got rostered. He's a sophomore for Florida. Uh, you know, keeping him down there. Uh, you, you'll see a thing with these young guys. I've got uh, Byron Young, the talented pass rusher for Tennessee that was hurt. He's coming into his own now. Catrell Clark, he was a corner I told you about a few weeks ago. He's kind of hurt, but he's a sophomore, so he's somebody I'm keeping as well. I've got Brian Cook, uh, senior safety for Cincinnati on my team. Pardon me, I'm kind of stopped up here, so you'll have to pardon me. I have to wet my throat and everything. But he's a senior. Um, you know, eight games, really coming into his own this year. Eight games, 47 tackles, 31 solos, two and a half for a loss, a sack, a pick, four pass deflections. Um, you know, he's played really, really well for the Bearcats, 6'1", 208, so he's got some pretty good size. Uh, Want to see how they, if they can get into that national championship playoff, uh, which would be huge, get him on a bigger show, uh, bigger stage and showcase what he can do. But for now, I, I'm digging it. Going to be some uh, concern about only having one year of solid production, so he's going to have to test well, but I, I'm liking him a lot right now. Um, Demarion Overshone is another one from Texas. He's played uh, 
corner safety linebacker. You know, he's kind of a do-it-all. He's kind of a cheat code uh, senior. So it'll be interesting to see with him how he does too. And then I have Greg Isworth, the safety from Iowa State, who's really not done as well as I expected. Um, he just hasn't quite panned out. You know, you're looking back a couple, you know, early in his career, he was a box score filler. I mean, coming into this year, 35 career games. And this is counting the COVID year last year. So 35 career games, 201 tackles, nine TFLs, a sack, three picks, you know, 19 pass deflections, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. And had just really lit it up. Um, his numbers kind of have fell off ever since his sophomore season. That. To the, right now, that's been his bigger season with tackles and TFLs and sacks and picks and all that. So I expected him to be a big part of that unit this year, and he has been, but only 37 tackles. Um, only, he, he does have an interception, does have a PBU, but really not a lot else. Um, six foot two or five, so he has, you know, he has the size. From what I've seen, he's, he's pretty well rounded player i'm just kind of disappointed that his numbers for fantasy wise not nfl but his numbers fantasy wise has been off um i think he's kind of been a bit of a disappointment for us uh fantasy managers this season so that's just a look at one of my campus to canton teams that i have um and that's the uh, listener pod that we have um the Debbie IDP Grind Listener Pod um, have been struggling a little bit on offense, but I'm a I'm just over 500. I'm at five and four. I think we play this week, and then we start getting into the playoffs next week. Um, I've won four straight, so I was one and four, and I've I've dug a a good hole, dug out of the hole a good ways, but need to uh, maybe win another one or two, and I don't know that I'll get in. I think we maybe do four and then some wild card stuff, but I'm getting there. I'm trying, you know, so that's what counts. Um, you know, talking about some of the things I do and write, if you look at, if you don't follow my writing, I did the IDP Debbie stock market each week. Uh, try to give you some players that you should be investing in, maybe some that you should be liquidating, which we've kind of talked about some of those already. But this week I've, I picked Brian Gallagher, linebacker from um, from Northwestern. Um, and I said Brian, I'm so sorry. His name is Bryce Gallagher from Northwestern. Um, you know, we love those Big Ten linebackers. Um, but he is a sophomore. Three games as a freshman, two games as 
as the uh, in the COVID year, this year he comes out eight games. So he's played in every game. He's averaging almost uh, – well, he is averaging eight tackles a game. So he's got 64 tackles, 35 solos, three or four and a half for a loss, a sack. He has been all over the place. And as a youngster, like I said, sophomore. So you've got potentially two, three more years um, of him. You know, if injuries don't hit, you've got two more years, junior, senior year, unless he decides to leave early. And the way he's playing right now, he's trending towards that. So he's eighth in the uh, top ten in both tackles and assisted tackles in the Big Ten as a sophomore I can't stress getting youth on your team enough. You, you know, it's one thing to draft them out of high school and get them on your team when they come in, but that can be a real crapshoot because you just don't know what you're getting or what you have or what they will be or what their role will be. I almost kind of shy away from high schoolers unless they're just super high recruits. And even then, it's you're, it, there's a risk. And there's risk with anything that we do but in fantasy. So I'm, I kind of wait and let them get on campus, kind of see what their going is. You know, Corey Foreman, everybody wanted Corey Foreman, including myself, and I still do. But he's not done a whole lot this year as a freshman. So I... You know, maybe next year when Drake Jackson and some of those guys are out of the way, because there's a pecking order and, and coaches are crazy about it. You know, they'll start best players or sometimes they go with the most experienced. And so you almost have to – and then there's the weight room thing and learning the playbook. It's it's a big difference. So y'all, I almost kind of want to let them get on campus and start seeing how they develop, what their roles are and stuff like that. Now – I will take those shots, you know, your Corey Foreman's and stuff like that only comes around once in a while. So I think you, those players, you have to take that gamble on, you know, you have to fire that shot. Now I'm not saying every time, but not everybody's going to get them. So um, I think you got to fire that shot, take that risk on those guys. So um but getting back, Bryce Gallagher, Northwestern, sophomore, definitely one you want to pick up um, and add to your teams. Um, another one that I've added, and I kind of mentioned not being able to watch everybody, it's rough. Um, but another one I've picked up is Ron Stone Jr. for the Washington State Cougars. Um, started out as a linebacker, played pretty well as a freshman, uh, had some decent numbers. He's that outside linebacker guy, so he's the edge guy. Um, and then he switched last year to defensive end, had a pretty good go of it. They only played four games. You know, only four games. It's hard to figure anything out in four games, and plus it was just a – COVID year, so nothing was right. So, you know, that's kind of kind of crazy. But this year he's come into his own. Nine games played, 47 tackles. So he's getting, what, almost a little over five tackles a game, which is huge for a defensive end. 
but you're getting five defensive tackles a game. I, five defensive tackles. Um, you're, he's got ten and a half for a loss, so he's getting at least one TFL a game for you. Um, he's got five sacks, which ranks in the top 20 in the nation. Three PBUs, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. So I think he's a player. I really kind of hate these. I don't want to say hate, but I really dislike players kind of bursting on the scene, having that one big year and then entering the draft because I don't know that they, and I'm not dogging nobody because again, I'm not a professional. I don't, I'm just telling you what I see and I'm fantasy based, but I don't always know that they get all the right takes, all the right information when it comes to draft time. Um, I think for the most part they do, uh, but I think they a lot of times they kind of see the upside and not the reality, and that kind of hurts a lot of players. So, And Ron Stone, I mean, he's having a great season. I'm not knocking him just because of the one year is what caught my eye. So I would almost kind of like to see him come back next year and, uh, and see him do something like because I think he would be a really – Really special piece. 6'3", 240. Uh, give him another year in the weight room and in the system, and I think he's going to be a dominant guy for you. Um, kind of moving along here real quickly. Um, another guy is Joey Noble, defensive end, New Mexico. And I know, I know you're like, who the hell is Joey Noble, and why are you picking players – from <laughs> New Mexico, um, they suck. Uh, they got a bad team, but he's been one of their bright spots. He's a senior. I've talked about him for a couple weeks. Uh, well, I mentioned him in the stock market report, and then he was also a waiver ad. Um, he's a super senior, 54 tackles, 32 solos, 12 and a half for a loss, four and a half sacks, and a fumble recovery. All career highs. So he is blowing numbers away. He kind of burst on the scene last year with five TFLs and four sacks um, in the uh, COVID season and has upped that again this year in eight games. He's already blown them away, so he's got more coming. Um, he leads the Mountain West Conference in TFLs with 12 and a half and has just done a bang up job for them. So that's another player you should be adding. He's a good player down the stretch because he's, like I said, he's that super senior. So, you know, if you could pick him up now for the playoffs, I think the schedule benefits him and that can be good for you. So what's his, and if Al, NFL outlook, I don't quite know. 6'3", 245, so he's got the frame. Probably needs to add a little weight. You can kind of, not saying this is who he is, but you can kind of see that Brian Burns length and size. So that's, you know, you're you're going to want to get in there and get him beefed up a little bit and see what he can do. Um, I, I think he's a late-round pick at best. 
maybe somebody takes a flyer on him. He's maybe even an undrafted free agent, but um, I'm not really looking at him for NFL. I'm looking at him. This is somebody I picked up to help me win my leagues, my campus leagues and IDP college only leagues down the stretch. Um, then a couple of players that I mentioned this past week, um, and all three of them are kind of the same that I'm liquidating right now. Demetrius Taylor, just not had the season. NFL caliber player, probably going to be day three guy, defensive end, defensive tackle out of App State. His numbers are down um, for fantasy purposes, uh, just not what he's had the last couple years. Kate Hall, the defensive end for San Jose State, same thing. Busted onto the scene last year. Um With led the uh, was second, led the Mountain West was second in the nation in sacks with ten, uh, second in the Mountain West with twelve TFLs, huge. And he's, he faced some injuries this year, so that kind of slowed him down. And he's just not gotten back to where I thought he was. Only giving you five point nine fantasy points per game this year, so he's just not a valuable option right now. The return is not there. He's not giving you what you expected. Um, and another one, Alante Taylor, corner for Tennessee. Super good corner, super experienced. His numbers should be better than what they are. He's missed two or three interceptions that just he should have had. But for fantasy purposes, he's not a huge. He's not a huge fantasy producer. Uh, he's a better. You hear it all the time. He's better real life or on the field player than he is a fantasy option, and. Um, one of my favorite players at Tennessee, but unfortunately, you know, you can't, he's not helping me do anything with my fantasy team. So, uh, you know, I'm having to uh, cut him. So, um, you know, I think of those three, I think they all three probably get drafted. I think they're all three day three undrafted guys. Taylor may sneak up closer to round uh, four, maybe. Possibly, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where he uh, where he lands. I mean, because he can play some DN, he can play some defensive tackle, and all that good stuff. So, be interesting to see uh, how he works out. Uh, as always, if you got any questions, trades, anything like that, hit me up. Let me know. Um. what you're looking for, what you're after. Um, you know, trades, drops, pickups, any of that stuff, I'm always glad to help. Um, and then we get, before we go, uh, you know, thank you to myfantasyleague.com because they do our Canton stuff. Fantrax is doing our... Um, campus stuff and that's been a lot of mixed results due to some issues they've been having but we won't uh, harp on that but we do thank my fancy league for sponsoring our Davy IDP ground league and helping out with all the charitable stuff they do before we go BCS standings came out yesterday as we all expected Georgia number one 
Number two was Alabama. Did not see that coming. I thought for sure Alabama would be in the top five, and I kind of put them at four, maybe three, but I, I kind of had them at four in my rankings. They come in at number two. Michigan State, with the big win over Michigan, undefeated, they come in at number three. Then a, another surprise, well, not a huge surprise, but a surprise in this, Oregon at number four. Ohio State at number five. Cincinnati Bearcats at number six. They are just getting so disrespected, and I understand. They play a weaker schedule, but they they beat Notre Dame. They beat Indiana. They've blowed a lot of people out. They did struggle with Tulane and Navy, I think it was, but they still pulled out the win. Some of these other schools – Alabama's got a loss. Oregon's got a loss. So, you know, I know it's quite not not quite the same, but they've struggled too. So, um, you know, Michigan was seven. Oklahoma undefeated is eight. Wake Forest undefeated is nine. And Notre Dame was ten. Um, completely agree with Georgia being the number one team. Um, for me, I think number two would be Michigan State. And some of this, you'll hear it all the time, some of this stuff's going to sort its stuff out. Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, they're going to kind of sort their stuff out here pretty soon. Uh, same with SEC, Georgia, Alabama, some of those games. But uh, I would have Georgia 1. I would put Michigan State 2. I would put Alabama 3. Because, look, the only team they lost to was Georgia. And Alabama looks good. I mean, they passed the eye test. They, I know they got the one loss, and that's why I'm, I'm dropping them. But I think, and you can say this about anything, but if you take that one loss away, they have looked every bit of the dominant national champions they've, they've been over the past however many years. Um, I think they've kind of – a respect thing, so they've kind of earned it. But I would put them at at possibly three. I would even be okay with four. Um, with that said, I think I would go Georgia, Michigan State, Alabama. And at number four, I think Cincinnati's earned it. They've earned every bit of this. Oregon has a loss, but they lost to Stanford. So it's not like Alabama losing to Georgia. Oregon lost to Stanford. Okay. Well, what about Ohio State? Okay, what about Ohio State? They lost to Oregon. So I think automatically those two fall behind Cincinnati. So it would be Georgia, Michigan State, Bama, Cincinnati, Oregon, Ohio State for me. That would be my top five or top six. And then if you wanted to come in at number seven, I think Michigan's lost to Michigan State. I know Michigan was undefeated. Uh, I think it just kind of drops them a little bit. Oklahoma's not looked great, but they're undefeated. Wake Forest plays in the ACC, which is a down season, but they're undefeated. I think if you're asking me who number seven is, I go Wake Forest. And then at number eight, I think I go Oklahoma because they're undefeated. Uh, and then I would agree with Notre Dame at 10. But, yeah, just that Georgia defensive is just un real um 
the players they've got, you know, Jordan Jenkins and Nicobe Dean and man, they are they're gonna be tough to beat. And I th- I only think Alabama really has the only shot to beat them in the SEC championship, which if that happens, then Alabama's definitely in. Uh and then what does that do to the rankings? You got Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan all got to play each other, um, which will uh, settle some things. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, I think, still got to play. Auburn is in this, so they could shake up, you know, something if they was to upset Alabama. Um, Baylor in the Big 12 with uh, Oklahoma State plays Oklahoma. So, yeah, we're – excuse me, we're nine weeks into this, there's still a lot left to play out uh, and see what happens here. So just some quick thoughts there um, on some of the things that I have seen this week. Uh, like I said, I mentioned the schedule earlier. Uh, tomorrow night, Georgia State and Louisiana. For some of y'all that's got some interest in that, Friday night, Virginia Tech at Boston College, Utah Stanford, that's a game I'll be watching uh, Devin Lloyd, I uh, want to see how he does linebacker for Utah. And then we get into the Saturday slate. Um, of course, it's Army-Navy kicking it off at 11.30, getting going there, um, trying to look. Wake Forest plays North Carolina, who's unranked, but Carolina was preseason top 25. Um, we'll see how, how that goes. Trying to look through the schedule real quick. Auburn, Texas A&M, that, that could be a big one. Um, 13 versus 14. Um, there's not a lot of other big LSU versus Alabama. LSU's down. Um, so there's not a lot of top 25 matchups coming, but there's some really good games this weekend. So definitely, uh, definitely check those out and, uh, Scout your players, make your list. You know, if you see somebody you're not sure about, feel free to hit me up and I'll give you my best breakdown on it and and let you know what I think. Um, and as always, if you've got trade questions, if you've got roster moves, if you've got uh, uh, just inquiries about certain players or whatever, um, start sits, anything like that, just let me know, reach out to me. Uh, you can find me at Hollywood Titan on Twitter. You can find me over IDP guys where I write. Um, so be sure to check out my IDP Debbie articles over there and all that good stuff. So uh, um, we're closing in on playoff week. I mean, we're, we're right up against it now. I think some start this week, maybe Next week, possibly. I think some of mine start next week. Uh, a lot of them, there's some that starts this week. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's go time now. So, uh, yeah, just let me know. And uh, always glad to help you out. So, uh, until next week, um, may you get a lot of wins. May you be successful if you're in your playoffs. If not, maybe you're getting in, I hope. And, uh With that said, I will uh, see you next week.